Alright, so this is the Linux cast for June 15th, 2018. I'm Matthew Weber, that's Ricky Williams. What up? We had a Skype adventure this morning. We were supposed to start a half an hour ago. <laughs> um, you know what? There needs to be an open source, like, um, Skype like version of Skype. You know, like a like something like Skype. I mean, Apple has FaceTime, Skype, Google has Hangouts, Microsoft has Skype. Why isn't there a Linux version of uh Yeah, like a this? communication tool. Maybe there is. I don't know. Um, I'll yeah. have to look. If there is, probably someone will record it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll do the podcast through chat. That'll be, that'll be fascinating. All right. So we only got a half an hour to bang this out, Ricky, so let's get started. Yeah. Um, now, we only have a couple news links, I'm sure, and uh, I don't know if we'll need to get to both of them or not. The first one, while we were away, Microsoft bought Git, GitHub. Yes. Um, that was the big brouhaha um, over the last uh, couple weeks. Because mm -hmm. um, GitHub is where most a lot of open source projects store their code. And it's like a project management thing where whole people can go in and contribute to the, the code base for different programs, right? So everybody's worried that Microsoft is going to go into the competing programs and look at their code and steal stuff on <laughs> I'm not sure if that's actually going to happen. Now, I don't think that it used to be that Microsoft was evil towards open source, but I'm not <clears> sure <throat> that that's still the case. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you read through, like you see some commenters have said that Microsoft's been um, footing the bill for GitHub for years, like, you know, yeah. giving, giving. Well, they are definitely the biggest. Um, yeah, and they're the biggest uh, in terms of uh, commits, and mm -hmm. um, you know. So if they were would would have wanted to do that, they would have done it a long time ago. Um, I think a lot of people are just scared that now that they actually own it, they're gonna mess it up. Because if you look at Skype, which we just used, right? Microsoft bought that, and it still and sucks. then you know they <laughs> fucked it up. Uh -huh. um linkedin they bought that you know so it's like you know now nobody uses they LinkedIn. Buy, yeah yeah exactly so i think that's what people are kind of afraid of so uh, see here's my theory and this is a t goes totally like batshit crazy out on the limb kind of theory ricky um mm -hmm. i think that this is the first one of the first few steps of microsoft making windows open source mm-hmm um, maybe not all of Windows. Like they'll keep like some of the proprietary stuff that you know maybe needs Windows needs to run. But I think that, that piece by piece over the next ten years, we'll start seeing them making their consumers' version of Windows. Maybe not the server part, but the mm -hmm. consumer versions of Windows open source. Um, I, I'm I'm going this direction for two reasons. One, they've basically I mean it used to be Microsoft made their money on Windows and Office. Mm -hmm. right? And now they still make their money on Office because they charge them like $99 a year to use it or whatever. But Windows has become basically free. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to buy – if you buy one license, you basically have it for all of your computers. Mm -hmm. I mean, cause all you have to do is sign in with the same Microsoft account and yeah. it have to automatically activates your Windows PC, at least from a personal perspective. It's a lot different in enterprise. Yeah. 
I mean, they've basically made Windows free, just like Windows has, or Apple has made Mac OS upgrades free. Now, I mean, Apple's never going to make anything open source. Um, yeah. That's not what Apple does. But Microsoft, not only – so they a few weeks ago, they went through and created a brand-new operating system for their Internet of Things things that's based on Linux. Yeah. They didn't use Windows. They used Linux. Um, and they bought GitHub, which is big and open source. Um they're big on uh, commits on GitHub for open source projects all over the place. Mm -hmm. uh, they're showing a, a huge interest in open source, and I think, and maybe it doesn't happen, uh, but maybe I, I think it's, there's a big possibility that at least some parts of Windows over the next ten years will go open source, and I think that this yeah. we're starting to see the beginnings of it. Yeah. Right yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty good guess. Um, you know, myself, I, I don't know. I just, I think we'll have to wait and see because, I mean, the thing I think a lot of people are worried about is that Microsoft is a corporate, it's a company, right? Even if that is their intention over time, they're still, they still need to make money in some way. So I think that's what a, a whole bunch of people are scared of is they're going to try to monetize it in some way. And then if they can't, then they'll just kill it, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, I guess we'll see. Yeah. And then, of course, some people are calling, you know, the who the founders of GitHub sellouts because, because you know, they took the money in. And it's seven and a half billion dollars. We'd all be freaking sellouts for that kind of money. I, 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 I can't really speak for Ricky and his wife, but I'm pretty sure that their children would be gone for seven and a half billion dollars. <laughs> I know if I had children, I'd sell them for uh, a chicken curry. Uh, <laughs> so I love seven hundred seven point five billion dollars. So it's seven point five billion dollars. It's like Bill Gates kind of money. Yeah. Um, so of course they're gonna sell. Which it is Bill Gates' money. <laughs> right. So, I, but I mean, I mean, think about it, Ricky. GitHub has never made a dime. It's yeah. not. It wasn't ever profitable. It was. It lived on, you know, donations and and raising money from VCs and shit. Yeah. They were never profitable ever. So of course they're going to take that money. Not only can they pay their VCs back, but they can also make a per, you know hefty coin for the you know the people yeah. who actually you know. Hold the rights to it. So, I mean, of course, they were going to take the money. I mean, anybody would have taken the money. Um, yeah. So, I don't think sellouts is anywhere near what we should call them. We should call them a bunch of lucky bastards. Is what we should call them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, owners of GitHub, uh, can I borrow a dollar? <laughs> I think that's what we need to be saying. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. All right. So well, let's move. Yeah. No, no. Let's, yeah, let's go ahead because uh, right. we're short so, on time. So, yeah. Just briefly on this next one, um, I've worked through this you know, for a little while. This was earlier this month. Um, there's a new project out called Wine Pack. Now, you and I have discussed wine in the, in the past, and yep. you were, we, we're both under the understanding that no one in the history of ever has ever gotten wine to work on Linux. It's a myth. <laughs> I mean, nobody has it working. You know, It just does not work um, mm -hmm. the way you think it would work. Yeah. And if for those people who do, have somehow managed to get a game working on Linux. They've never gotten another game working yeah. on Linux. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, just, they didn't do it twice because um, mine's <laughs> just not easy to install and understand. So there's this new project called Wine Pack. Basically, it's like a, a, a flat pack or snap version 
mm-hmm. for, for wine programs where you, you know, mm-hmm. you install this wine pack thing and it installs all the dependencies that you need in order to run wine for a certain game or application. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I think it's brilliant if it works out, um, mm-hmm. if it works, that's the problem with wine. 99 to 150% of the time, it just doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, but that's the thing too, right? Is that it, does it depend on wine being installed? That's the thing, right? Because I'm if sure wine if wine has to be installed, then there you go. Like first, maybe you should fix wine and make it more well, of see, an if they have like a install. Because I bet like, they will have a wine pack for wine. Yeah. So like you'll install wine through this wine pack thing, mm-hmm. which is see, basically that, pack. and then yeah. you go through. And um, once wine is installed, then you install another wine pack for whatever game or whatever. Because like, yeah. that was so the. Uh, have you seen that play on Linux thing, Ricky? When you install like a distro. No. All right. So basically, play on Linux is supposed to be like a wine store. I mean, it's oh, okay. Like, like like it has like lists and lists of games and applications and stuff like that, and you can click on it, and it's supposed to go through and do the process of installing wine and oh, okay and wine whatever game can, or whatever yeah you know, for you it's just it's supposed yeah. to be like a one-stop shop for selling it doesn't yeah. work because wine sucks <laughs> um so if, if, if this wine pack things just turns out to be another play on linux yeah um, you know now there's always the caveat that ricky and i are just morons and can't get wine to work <laughs> there's yeah. there's a, there's, a, there's a good possibility that that's the, the case but i mean i've heard other people like Wine, you know, maybe it does work for some people, but it, yeah, it's not easy at all. You know, yeah. like you know, if you want to install a game on on Windows, you just install a game on Windows. You do it on yeah. on Mac, it's really easy. Well, I um, mean, even even on Linux, it's not that hard. You want Team Viewer, you go to the site, or you can download like a dev file. Like it's not that hard, right? It's right. just Wine is. Like it's not that simple in Wine's case. Like, you you know you install from the installer, and then it's like it gives you all these cryptic fucking messages you can't figure out. And I mean, like I've installed um Veracrypt, which you have you it has an installer, but you have to run the installer through the terminal, which in cases of newbies that's not easy to do. But once you run it inside the the um, the terminal, it's simple. You press, and it, you know it tells you what it's doing, and it's installed. Like Wine, you go through, and then it tells you all these fucking lines, and oh, this doesn't work, and it's like, okay, so what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> you know, it's yeah, uh, even if you get it installed, Ricky. Even if you get through the 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 burdensome install process of installing all the dependencies. Installing, you know, you know, Wine itself, and installing the game, and running through the, you know, the janky Windows wizard that came from the 1990s, you know, <laughs> even if you get through all of that and get to the point where you have an icon on your desktop or on your app launcher or whatever to launch the game, you know, the minute you launch it, it crashes. <laughs> you know, you just spent three days getting this thing installed, and then it doesn't work. Um, I mean, I would love if it worked because I want to use Hearthstone on Linux because the only yeah. reason there's two reasons why I have a Windows install or Windows partition. I have to use Skype to record the show. We saw how well that worked out today. 
and I have to. I want to play Hearthstone, and Hearthstone's only available on Windows and Mac. So I mean, I, yeah. I don't have a Mac, so I have to use Windows. Yeah. If I could get Hearthstone on Linux, oh my God, I'd never see Windows ever again. <laughs> I mean, ever again. I mean, seriously, the only time I'd ever see Windows is when I had to work on my mother's computer. Because all right, so total tangent from what we're talking about, Ricky. For about the a space of I don't know, ten hours on Monday. I switched my mother to Linux. <laughs> and I say 10 hours because... That should have been fun. Yeah. Um, I, I installed Arch Linux on her computer, which is you know probably mistake number one. Uh, number two, I went with KDE. Because, you know, I figured KDE, we can customize it so it looks and works almost precisely like Windows. Windows right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't work. I ended up having to reinstall Windows. Um, <laughs> it was a nice try. Um, but it's... There was just some certain things like so in like in KDE apparently when you have an open dialog box you can't search your file system through that open dialog box. It's just something that KDE doesn't have pre-configured. Maybe there's like a a Dolphin plugin or whatever that allows you to do yeah. it, but I can never find it. Um, and she does it all the time. She has like you know a million pictures or whatever she uses to yeah. upload to her social media sites, and you, she can't search for them through the open dialog the upload uh, box. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you know, like that. That's a deal breaker. So, yeah. so we wind up going back to Windows. All right. Anyways, this week's topic is theming. Now we have about 20 minutes to talk about this. Now, I've used any number of distributions and desktop environments. I'm a big distro hopper. Mm-hmm. Ricky's used quite a few as well. And we've, we've both, and we're both former jailbreakers from the iPhone community. <laughs> um, that's, I mean, literally. Yeah. Tibby is where we met. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're big themers. Um, yeah, and and we've met a lot of like iPhone themers through the yeah. years. Um, so, um, Ricky, when was the last time you jailbroke your iPhone? I'm just curious. Oh, that was. I think the last time was in iOS six. Oh wow, so a long time ago. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. See, now I mean, I've been back and forth between, between iOS and Android. You know, a few times between. Yeah. Uh, you know, since I was like a permanent uh, iPhone user, and I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm gonna stick with Android f- forever now. But yeah, you never know. <laughs> but anyways, um, one of the reasons why I like Android is because you can theme it, right? Yeah. You can change, you know, your icon packs and your launcher and things like that. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I like Linux is because I can go through and change themes. I can change yeah. where the panels are. I can change what the panels look like. I can change the windows and the icons and everything. I mean, technically, on you can do that. those things on Windows. It's harder. Um, yeah. It's not meant to do that. You know, they can like, download like, a third-party program that will let you change yeah. the icons or you can, you can um, there, there's a like a third-party uh, application that lets you put a, like the dock, the Mac dock on yeah. the, the Windows. Oh, yeah. There's tons of those third-parties. Um, they're all janky right i mean yeah. if you like you're putting a hack on yeah um, on, on linux every desktop environment has a system for theming um now we talked a couple episodes ago about gtk and qt these are basically yeah. the theming and application uh, uh like ui experience mm-hmm. frameworks um mm-hmm. the theming experience on different desktop environments differs a lot um yeah. so like on GNOME, if you want to theme GNOME, you have to install GNOME Tweak Tool, which is yeah. you know a hurdle that they, they added. For some reason, GNOME doesn't want you natively to be able to theme at all. Yeah. But GNOME has the most 
pre-made themes, I would say, probably. Mm-hmm. And KDE is probably right up there, too. Um, mm-hmm. KDE is more fine-tuned, where they have a whole bunch of different areas where you can do the theming yourself or download pre-made mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. things. And you can theme each little piece of the operating system, which is awesome. Um, I prefer the KDE. A lot of people prefer the GNOME. Um, yeah. Now, uh, on the, the stupidest experience I've ever had with theming, Ricky, is on is on um, XFCE using Zubuntu. Yeah. Um, their theming is all right. So like, they have like a settings manager where it's all together. Yeah. Um, but really, it's all just in the like the the whisker menu. Um, mm-hmm. And if you want to change your themes, it's in several different spots, and it's <laughs> really freaking annoying. Like, why don't you just have like a theming application where I can theme? Both the yeah. window decorations and the panels, but yeah. not. And, and half the times when you install a theme, it installs it for like the windows decorations, but it doesn't install it for the panels yeah. or, or the icons. And it's just, it's, it's janky. So XFC is not bad. So, Ricky, why yeah. don't you talk a little bit about your experience with theming? Um, so, for me, I prefer GNOME. Um, so, I know you got to install the tweak tool, but I mean, there's, you know, there's tons of like sites out there that tell you how to do it and stuff but i find because i've done it i did it on ubuntu and then i did it on uh kubuntu um which is plasma and so that was it was very different than on um gnome so with this i like it because I download the theme i extract it to one place i go into the tweak tool I pick whatever I pick, and it's done, more or less. Um, but in Kubuntu, it just seemed very confusing to me because, like, you could go into settings, and this would do this, and this would change that. And then when I downloaded, it's like I didn't know where to put it, or I put something, but it wouldn't, like, show up in the menu. And it's like, it was just, I think it's, very similar i think for me when i have like too much it just becomes overwhelming for me right because it's the same thing like usually when i get an iphone i go through all the menus and i set it the way i want um when i've been on android before i've tried to do that but it just takes way too long because every menu has like 10 more menus and then there's like 16 more menus from those sub menus and right it's just like it's too much right so i think for me that it's a similar thing um but i have to say even that what i did like when i did uh kubuntu was that the theme seemed to come out nicer like overall like it did a lot more change um maybe it's just like you said, there's a lot of GNOME themes. Maybe I don't know where to get them because when I went in, the place where I went to, there were a lot of themes, but there was only maybe like, you know, two or three that I actually liked. Like there was a ton of themes that tried to make it look like Mac. I have a Mac, so why do I want my Linux to look like a Mac? Right. Then there's a ton that make it look like Windows. It's like, you know, I want it to look different. I don't want it to look like something else, you know? Yeah, I'm right there with you, Ricky. What's funny is when I first switched over to using Linux full-time, I don't know if you remember our first episode, but I was going all out on 
the Budgie desktop. Yep, yep. And um, Budgie has some Linux-like things. I mean, it is Linux, obviously, but um, uh, the thing about Budgie is it looks a lot like Windows. Like, <laughs> well, why did I bother doing all this work? Just to, to use an operating system that looks precisely like Windows. Um, and I still do that for, you know, I, now, for those of you who don't know me, uh, I'm a changer. I like to change things. I don't have the attention span needed to keep something uh, in place for very long. And, and anybody who, who's ever seen one of my websites knows this because it changes a lot. Right, right Ricky? <laughs> uh, um, or, or, you know, podcast names. I tend to change podcast names quite a lot. <laughs> um, with Linux, it allows me to, you know, it allows my personality to shine through. I can go through and change things, you know, every day if I want. Who cares? And it looks different every day. So sometimes on my KD desktop, I'll have like a, you know, you know, start menu and then you know my task manager in, in icon form, and then the clock and task tray, and it looks like Windows. Most yeah. of the time, I have it on the top of the screen and the bottom, but yeah, you know, it's still basically the Windows, uh, Windows task look. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Uh, Last you know, a couple of weeks, I've been using a more transparent Ubuntu oh, okay. style, where I have the, you know, like the the bar along the side, and their icons a lot bigger and stuff. Yeah, and I like that. That's the thing about Linux is that you can change, right? So, um, I, I I think you're right in terms of the KDE versus GNOME argument is that if you're a, a new Linux user and you're just learning how to theme and you theme your operating system. Gnome is easier because it's just you don't download Gnome Tweak Tools. You download a theme, transfer it, yeah. the theme to the right appropriate fo uh, um, appropriate folder. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. probably using the terminal because usually the, the themes is a pseudo or a, a root um, a root folder, so you have to use root commands. Yeah. Um, but you know, once it, it's very easy, and you just and and, and it themes everything. It's, it themes the you know, the, the dock, and it themes the panels, and it themes the windows, um, and then, then you download an icon theme, and you, you've themed your operating system, right? It's very, very easy. It's all in one place, um, and it's easy to install things, whereas on KDE, through the terminal, and through, uh, like, moving th things into proper folders, half the time, that doesn't work at all. Yeah. Um, and that's just the nature of the way... Uh, uh, KDE works. They want you to install through either the OCS store, or they want you to install um, through their built-in like little installers. Mm -hmm. um, which half the time that works fine, um, but it's, you know they're not. I mean, the, the problem with the KDE installers for like you know like Windows themes and look and feel packs and stuff like that is that you can't see previews within the that installer. You have to click on a link, then it takes you to a web page where you can then see the previews, mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of that's not cool. You know, I want to do it if I if 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 I can't install it from the website to begin with, don't take me to the website. You know, yeah. so I mean, it's not it's not KDE is much more. It's a uh, like um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like it's it's very tiny details. It's like a whole bunch of yeah. little tiny details, right? That you have to. I mean, it gives you a lot more control. It's also, like you said, it's 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 more. It's over. It's going to be a lot more overwhelming if you're if you're either 
you know, yeah, not, used to, not used to those kind of, you know, settings. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, you know, that those are, that's GNOME KDE, right? Yeah. Um, Budgie also uses the GTK framework, and that's a lot like GNOME. Yeah. It also uses the GNOME Twig tool, but it's like a, a modified version that they use to build in, that they built, they, they kind of built the GNOME Twig tools right into the Budgie settings. So yeah. it's very similar there. Um, XFC is a freaking mess. And it's always going to be a freaking mess because they don't update XFCE. I mean, literally, it's right. it moves very slowly, and yeah. and that's great if you like stability. But if you like new features, yeah, or if you, or in the, in this case, if you like to see things that are a problem be fixed, it's yeah. just not. Uh, it's not really going to happen. And it's kind of the same thing with LXDE and LXQt. Um, those are very slow moving projects. Yeah. Um, now I, I I haven't used LXD a lot. Um, so I'm not familiar with the theming ability in those. I used LXQt for a little while on a on a, a distro called Sparky Linux. Um, it wasn't bad. It was a little buggy, um, but I don't really yeah. remember the theming of it because you'd expect that LXQt would have similar theming cap- capabilities to KDE because they're both on Qt. So, um. What other desktop environments have have you used, Ricky? Um, other than GNOME and KDE, is there any? Mm, I think those are the two big ones for me. Yeah, I'm, it seems like I'm forgetting one that I've used. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's a really obvious one, which I don't. Oh well, <laughs> t- totally went t- totally went uh, <laughs> fart brained on that one. All right, so basically, theming is awesome, right, Ricky? Um, yeah. And that's what uh, makes Linux kind of great. Kind of great. The thing I want to talk about is I'm, I'm going to blame Ubuntu on this, but it's really it's a Linux problem. So we have Linux distributions. I mean, they're all fantastic. Uh, it gives you a lot of choice based on you know when you go through and choose a Linux distribution, you can sh- you choose it based on theming capabilities. You theme it on package management, which is a big one. You know what package manager does it use? Um, how easy is it in, to install and so on, right? I mean, if you're a new user, you're probably not going to install straight up Arch Linux because yeah. Arch Linux is hard to install. It's a while to learn. And... Yeah. Um, so you're not going to install Gen 2 uh, right, right, you know, right off the bat. You're probably not, yeah. you're probably not even going to install like Kali Linux or whatever. Even though Kali Linux is a little bit easier than like Gen 2 to install. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not still for a specific. Yeah, it's, it's very, you know, it's it's. Not meant for people who are switching from Windows to Linux. Um, You're probably going to go with Linux Linux Mint or Ubuntu or um, uh, Budgie or something, one of the the Ubuntu flavors probably, maybe Solus. Um, So we have all these great uh, Linux distributions, and we have GTK and Qt themes, and we have a whole bunch of different ones. But the problem with these things is that when you're looking for them, you don't know how old they are. Yeah. Right. So when you're installing a theme, or if you, you say you go to a, you Google best GTK GTK themes for you know for GNOME or best themes for GNOME, right? Yeah. Um, and, and you know blogs have these because you know they're good, you know traffic getters. So you know they have a, yeah. a whole bunch of blogs with pen lists or yeah. top twenty yeah, themes top. for for Linux. Um. You get there and you find, oh, this, this one looks really cool. I'm going to go install <laughs> this one right away. And then you find out that 
it's no longer it's either either the files aren't there anymore yeah, the website's not the, there anymore or um updating it yeah or... It's, it's so old it's for like gtk2 or something yeah yeah you know um and that's a i i understand it's not this is not just a Linux problem there's obviously windows programs that are really old and don't get updated or um get get abandoned or whatever um, but it seems like a, such because we have such huge choice, and you know, getting into Linux, you know, development or theming development or whatever, is something that a lot of people do. Uh, we just have a whole bunch of abandoned projects out there, and it's hard <laughs> because we don't have one centralized place. Yeah, to know which one to is. find programs and and uh, themes and and whatnot. Yeah, to know what's actually going to work. And yeah. if you install something that's really old, especially, I mean, you, uh, even just a theme, it could break, you know, it could break things. Oh, yeah. You know, actually, you know, all of a sudden, you know, GNOME Shell doesn't want to load anymore. Yeah. And, and without GNOME Shell, you don't have a freaking computer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, and that's all just because you really wanted a cool a cool theme. I mean, that, that, so a few months ago, Ricky and I were very high on Mate. Um and I know you've moved back to you're back on Ubuntu now, Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm I moved back to uh, Kubuntu. Um, yeah. Mate is great. I mean, it's I think of all the desktop environments, there's two two of them that are very well developed and moving forward at a reasonable pace. That's you know bringing in new features every time. It makes you look forward to when they're updated and things like that. It's Mate yeah. and Plasma. GNOME yeah. seems to be staying the same and actually just taking things out for no apparent reason, right? <laughs> um, uh, XFC and LXQ and LXD, those are things that stay the same all the time. And who the hell knows what Solus Project is doing with Budgie? Because but for the longest time, for the like, like since January or something like that, we've known that Budgie is going to go to Qt instead of GTK, yeah. which is what they use now. And now uh, maybe that's not the case. They've kind of changed their mind. Um, so who the hell knows what's going on with Budgie? But the um, you know, Mate and 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 Plasma from the KDE project, um, they they move forward, right? A lot of a lot of different things. But the problem is, when when I was using Mate, is it broke my computer, and it turned mm. out that it was the theme that I was using, right? Or the you know, so yeah. somewhere along the line, their theming engine or whatever they did to tweak G GTK doesn't work particularly well with older NVIDIA graphics cards. Yeah. So it caused my computer to freeze and mm -hmm. not just like uh, a Windows free of window freeze or, uh, you know, um, just, you know, one thing freezing or not even just a crash, mm -hmm. it literally frozen. You couldn't move the mouse, had to turn the computer off with a hard reboot. Yeah. Uh, it was terrible. I mean, I, like I love Mate, but because it has these, this theming compatibility or whatever, yeah, with yeah, yeah, graphics yeah, setup. Um, it broke. So, I mean, that's the problem with all the different options we have. I mean, yeah, it, because we have options, I was able to go to find a different operating system or di different distro that does work. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it can be very, very overwhelming, right? So for new users, I mean, yeah, you go to Linux and want to theme things, but then it's not, it's not like you'd expect, it's not cohesive, you know, it's yeah. not all in one place. Yeah. Um, and you really you got to go to Google, and then you got to pay attention to when the article was written because who knows if they're giving you instructions for your version? They could be giving you yeah, exactly. instructions for a version ten years ago. Yeah. You know? So it's not, it's not good. Yeah. Um, 
it's not not a not a friendly experience. Yeah. They, they, so here's here's the what they should do. So we're doing all these. So they're trying to fix the problem with like applications, right? So with Snappy and Flatpak, and we just talked about Winepack and stuff like that. What if they did something similar with themes? You know, where they yeah. have like, like a theme pack or whatever. Now, obviously, it'd be a little bit harder because we had two. We have two different graphical, uh, you know, UI kits or whatever. You know, with Qt and GTK. But yeah. if they had like a theme pack for GTK, where you know, pseudo uh, theme pack, you know, install or whatever. Who cares? You know, and and you do that and installs the theme. Ta-da! You know, yeah. and, and then we have a central repository where themers will submit the to that repository and can be used with theme pack or whatever. That'd be uh, really cool. Yeah, well, that'd be great because then, you know, after a certain time, if they didn't update it or if they plan, you know, to stop uh, to stop um, making changes, they could mark it, you know, that they're not going to be developing it anymore or whatever and then it would be taken off right like, yeah or they could just put it put it into like oh yeah um, let someone else take it over or something yeah like yeah that. that'd be that'd be cool all right so let's move on to uh we got about uh two minutes here before you gotta jump off <laughs> let's let's move uh we kind of bullshitted for a while let's let's move into our <laughs> command of the week real quickly um mine is dd okay um, i'll admit to only having used this once so i'm not like a professor, professional professional but no, most of the time when I want to burn to an ISO to a to a USB stick, I just use something like Etcher or GNOME Discs. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm using a if I'm using a GTK uh, uh, distro, um, but DD use is goes across all Linux distros and it allows you to if you use it correctly to burn an a ISO to you know uh, USB key right from the terminal. It's awesome. Um, it's not as easy to use as like a, a, a as a GUI but if you're into terminal if you want to get into using terminal for more things DD is one of those things you'll have to look up the commands things if you want to use it fully because you have to you know if equals whatever um and then make sure you're well, one thing you want to make sure you do is is that you're burning to the right you know disks make sure you don't choose like SDA one because that's probably your hard drive mm. that you're using. And if you burn <laughs> that hard drive, it's going to format that fucker and you're going to die. Uh, so uh, anyways, Ricky, your command yeah. of the week. Uh, my command is alias, which I think we talked about a while back. But anyways, alias is an awesome command. Because um, for instance, when you're, you're in Linux and you do CD dot dot, which if you're in Windows, you can also use it, but you use cd dot dot. In in Linux, it's cd space dot dot. So, for instance, if you go in, you can do an alias, and you can alias cd dot dot to equal cd space dot dot. So then, each time you do cd dot dot, it won't give you an error until you can't do it. It will actually run the cd space dot dot command oh, right cool. so it's just an like a shortcut kind of idea um but you can go and you can do tons of things like for me um i do uh clear we'll clear the screen um instead of doing apt 
uh, app get install i do agi so agi which is app get install so i don't have to type out the whole thing um and you know if you search there's tons of different aliases that people have done um and there's a way to on alias it as well uh, when you do it if you do the alias command it will only be temporary until you restart the terminal but you can actually edit the bash um, to make them permanent. So right. oh, it, it's cool. definitely a wicked command to use. Very helpful. All right, let's skip pick a picture of the week this time. We'll do those next time. Okay, sounds good. All right, if you, that's it for us this time. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do so. Email at the, at the linuxcast.com is the email address. You can follow us on Twitter at the linuxcast. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at mtwb. Ricky is at Ricky underscore Williams. One you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Linux cast. Um, eventually, I'm going to sign us up for Patreon so you can support us through Patreon, but I don't have that finished right yet. Um, so maybe we'll be we'll, Now I can't talk. At least I made it all the way through. Um, if you want, uh, we, will, we will be back next time. I have no clue what we're going to be talking about. Uh, maybe we'll talk about. Um, scripting because i, I want to start as much as i install yeah, interesting as much as i install linux if i mm-hmm. what i want to do is i want to create a script that installs all the basic programs that i need on mm-hmm. linux at the beginning okay. um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what i want to do so maybe we'll talk about scripting if i get to to actually learning how to do that because that'd yeah. be kind of cool because i mean i just you know I, I just type in you know have the script file hit the script yeah. file and then it you know go through a terminal runs through all the apt installs that I needed to do, and yeah. bam, I have Chrome, I have Skype, I have, you know, Albert, yeah. I have, you know, the Papyrus Icon theme, I have, you know, all this stuff, and it's all I had to do was just one instead of having to do them one at a time. Anyways, so that's probably next time. Uh, we'll see all you right. then. Okay. See you, everyone.